Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie, Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. Today, September 8th, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about astrology, and we're going to talk about dreams and dream interpretation. Then we will go into some of the questions that you have submitted. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about 9-11 and in memory of 9-11. So we have a number of topics that we will discuss today. And to begin with, let me introduce myself. My name is Ellie Molina. I am an intuitive, a psychic, an author, and an educator. And I am currently really busy working on my Psy Kids Academy, and I will share much more about that later on as we progress through the podcast. And for now, without any more time taken, I welcome all of you who are here on the live show. And we're going to begin with talking about astrological events that are coming up. So it's been a very quiet week astrologically. Um, we did have a very powerful new moon on September 6th. The new moon was in Virgo. It was fantastic energy. We had the sun trine Uranus, and we had um, a good day for people to sign documents and create long-lasting plans. So that was just a really wonderful day. And Honestly, this whole week is pretty quiet astrologically. We have to keep our eyes on some of the solar flares that are happening, and uh, they do affect our electronics, and it makes us feel as if we're in a Mercury retrograde. However, we're we're not. <laughs> those can sometimes be those can sometimes be um happening, you know, as the solar flares are showing up. And so that's just something that we want to pay attention to. All right. It's not always Mercury retrograde or planetary things. Sometimes these are just the solar flares that are happening that do affect our electronics. Okay. Now the next thing that is happening astrologically will be on Sorry, I just got a little distracted here. The next thing that is happening astrologically is going to be on September 14th, where we have the sun opposite Neptune, Virgo, Pisces. So we're going to have that on uh, September 14th. Okay. Bear with me for a moment as something very strange has just happened. And obviously when I'm on a live podcast, it's a little strange <laughs> when something happens like this. Okay. Uh, yeah. So something very strange happened. We may have been interrupted on this, on this live stream and just know 
that sometimes, as I said, with solar flares and technical glitches and even human error, things happen. So anyway, here we are back to the podcast and I'm going to get myself organized right now. So anyway, what we've got going over here is that we do have the sun opposite of Neptune. It will be retrograde Virgo Pisces. So it's a really good day to uh, take care of some career things, financial things, and also Mars will enter Libra. So that's going to be a very exciting energy for, for many of us, especially if you have Libra in your chart. Okay, well, here we go. Today I'm going to be talking to you about the first question that was submitted. And the first question that I received during the week was about a dream. And I'm just going to read you the dream that was submitted here. It is by GP, and here goes. I was with my father and an unknown woman, and we were in a country that was at war. We were driving in a vintage red car, and there was a celebrity in the country as well. I wanted to hide myself from the celebrity because I didn't want the celebrity to see what the people around me were doing, as I did not approve of it. I was actually against it. And I didn't want to be associated with this. Okay, so interesting dream. And first of all, it is not a, let's, there was a little add on to this, you know, was this a, this a premonition? Is this about like a war coming or something like that? And it's not about a real war at all. So that is not, um, that's not what's happening here Apparently, I'm not live. Very strange. I just got a text over here from saying that I'm not live, and yet it is live. Okay. Anyway, getting back to the getting back to the the dream. What happens here is there seems to be some unresolved issues between the dreamer and the dreamer's father, as the dreamer was with an unknown woman, and they were going into a country that was at war. So what we're looking at over here are unresolved issues that are happening with the, with the dreamer and the father. Okay, so um, you want to take a look. So for the person who has submitted this, you really want to take a look at your relationship to your dad and find out what are the issues that are going on between you and your father and what are the feelings that you have between your father and the unknown woman. It looks as if there is a conflict of interest or that the fact that your father may be with another woman uh, is going to cause some sort of family problems. I am assuming, and never assume anything, I'm assuming that um, your uh, the parents of the person who has called in are divorced and that therefore this is another player into the family dynamics, the unknown woman. So who's this person? Who is the unknown woman in our family dynamics? How is this going to affect our family's dynamic? Okay. Especially if then you're going into a war zone. So you see, you see how this is okay. New woman, 
Um, I'm assuming, again, never assume anything, new woman coming into the family dynamics, conflict. So that to me looks very openly obvious. However, the real interpretation is always with the dreamer themselves. So that is number one. Then number two, the fact that the dreamer is in a vintage red car and that there's a celebrity in the country as well. Okay. So now we have someone famous entering into the conflict. Not sure. Um, again, as I don't have too much information on this dream, not sure how this celebrity is, um, you know, the role that this celebrity plays in the dreamer's life and the vintage red car. Now, we know that red has two different meanings in terms of dream analysis. Red number one is passion. That is number one, passion. So this is a dream of passion and red is also the dream of anger. So we're looking at two things going on, vintage, vintage red car, passion and anger. Okay. So, um, okay. Dreamer, you're going to have to decide what this means for you, it looks to me as if there are some things here that are going on that you are either angry about or passionate about, and then you're angry because sometimes our passions do not come to fulfillment. Also, the dreamer is in a car, but you, the dreamer has not indicated in this case whether they're driving or in the back seat. I am going to just assume that since it says we were driving a vintage car, there was a celebrity there also, and I wanted to hide myself. So I'm going to assume that you, the dreamer, was not driving. And so when we are passengers, whenever we dream about cars and we are passengers, that means that we have given up control to the person who is driving the car. So now in the dream, you want to take a look at, well, who was driving the car? And then how did you feel if you were in the back seat, that means that you're pretty much out. You don't have much control over what's going on in this situation. And this is an old, again, it's vintage. So this is an old drama that appears to be playing itself out in the dreamer's life. Okay. Then the fact that the dreamer wants to hide is also an indication that the dreamer does not. Oh, and then actually the dreamer over here says, I did not approve of what was going on. I was against it and I did not want to be associated with it. All right. So there we go. This is why the dreamer is hiding. They are not in alignment with the behaviors that are happening in this country that is going to war. So again, the dreamer knows best as in terms of all the details and the things that happened. However, one of the major things that I want to say to the dreamer is that this is not a premonition. This is not, oh, horrible things are going to happen. This looks as if there's some old resolved stuff about family drama that has not resolved itself and that it's going to continue um, and the dreamer does not approve of what's going on. So all in all, it's a very interesting dream, and I thank you for submitting it. All right. So anyway, I'm going to just let you know that I do offer a free dream interpretation guide, and you can get your free interpretation guide by sending me an email to ellie at elliemolina.com. That is L-E-E-L-L-Y at 
L-E-E-L-L-Y, Molina, M-O-L-I-N-A.com. And you can get your free dream interpretation guide from me. Or you can also go on to Kindle, Amazon, and for 99 cents, you can purchase the dream interpretation guide and get it sent directly to your Kindle. So let's move right on today to question number to question our first question today. So the first question is, dear Ellie, I had an opportunity come up where I am unclear whether to be the intuitive advisor for a CEO and his company or to raise funds to invest in the project. Okay, so either or question. Uh, Okay, so this is my response to this question. I am not telling you what to do, but I am providing you with my psychic insight on this one, as you asked. So the first thing that I'm the first thing I would look at is the structure of the company. And it looks as if you could do both. And so why limit yourself to either being the intuitive advisor or raising funds to invest in the project when you could be the intuitive advisor and simultaneously invest in, look to find investors. Well, were you looking to find one moment? or raise funds to invest in the company. Okay, so I'm assuming from this question that you are going to be looking for investors as well for him. And so here's the thing, if this is a new company and you're looking for investors, the idea is that time that you're giving, the time that you are expending on this, that you do need to find compensation for this. So. I'm going to suggest that you put this forward to this entrepreneur CEO that you will advise advise him intuitively and simultaneously look to raise funds. However, you do want to make sure that you are adequately compensated for both. So this turns into a financial opportunity for you. So not only are you providing your talents, but you're also getting compensated fairly and justly so that everyone is at peace in this. We do not ever want to feel resentful or resentment towards anything because we're not receiving our value in return. So just remember, that's something that you may want to look at and think about. Okay. All right. So if there are any questions about that, please feel free to ask again, submit them further. But in the meantime, I think that your best bet is to present to him that you're looking to sign a contract and you want all of this in writing. Of course, this goes without saying to protect yourself so that you are getting compensated for your advice, and that you're also going to receive compensation for bringing in the investors. Okay. Um, I have no further questions here today on the podcast. So I'm going to talk um, today about 9-11. As we know, um, we are on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, And this coming Saturday will be, again, the 20th anniversary of this shockingly horrific event. And there are just so many, there's so much information on 9-11 that is out there. 
There are so many documentaries, so many conspiracies. Um, you'll just find anything to support whatever particular view you have. And that is not what we're going to be talking about. What we're going to be talking about today is really mem the memory of the victims who did perish, the heroes who perished, the people who were there because they were there, just they were doing their jobs, they were in their offices, they were working there. And we're going to honor those people today on this podcast. And again, this is a very interesting, you know, if we're all connected, past, present, and future, and we're all connected to one another, and there is no passing, and there is no there's no passing. There is no death. There is only life taking a different form of energy. So by recognizing and honoring those people who lost their lives, we're honoring their, their souls and their spirit. And we're honoring the mission that they came to earth to do as, you know, and I don't want to just say, especially the people that lost their lives going in to put out the fires and to help other people um, find their freedom and escape the tragedy. Uh, it was just a very, very horrific time in American history. And everyone, I'm, everybody knows where they were at that particular moment. Of course, those of us who were in New York, New York City, in the area, New York and the, sub, the surrounding areas, have a very different memory than people who, let's say, were living in Kansas, who were more remotely unaffected personally on a personal level. But for those of us who were here in New York at that time, this is something that can never be erased from the memory, nor can it be erased from the imprint in our souls. And so for those of us, you know, who were here, who lost people that we loved during that time, it is a time of memory and mem again, honoring these lost souls who so um, selflessly gave up their lives to rescue other people. And again, unfortunate for those who were trapped in the building and unable to come to, you know, come to freedom to be able to escape. So that was something that was very, very tragic. Now, there's so many details and there's so much information about how 19 men only armed with box cutters were able to hijack four fully fueled passenger jets and attack America on the same day. And it's just an incredible, incredible strategic, horrible, um, I'm, I'm lacking words, but let's take a look at it from the strategy. I mean, what a strategic event to be able to orchestrate something this large that would change the world forever. Um, when a 737 hit the World Trade Center and people didn't even know what happened. And within a few hours, over 3,000 people were dead. And these just, again, these were horrific things. And, and we ask ourselves, well, you know, 
it's always looking good and looking back in hindsight, well, what went wrong? And there are just so many things that we do know that went wrong on that particular day or not even that particular day, but around that particular time. And for those people who do spend time researching 9-11 and looking at what was going on, a lot of information has come out about the United States and what we were doing and what we were not doing. And one of the biggest, the biggest, I was going to say the biggest errors looking back in hindsight was the ego energies involved between the CIA and the FBI. And, you know, this has been so well documented, um, even in movies, in documentaries, in research, and it's not looking to blame anyone in particular, but it's often in hindsight, we look at what does the ego do? Look at what the ego can create when the ego is involved and there's no further thought other than ego and what can I get from this and you know, protection and fear and letting ego run the show. So had these, again, we do know in hindsight and you know, we're not making anybody wrong, but it's just a horrific lesson to learn on many different levels. Had the ego energies not been playing such a large part, the communication between the agencies could have taken place and perhaps the perhaps the outcome would have been different. So this just kind of leads me to, I know that we're talking about 9-11 and we're talking about honoring the people who lost their lives there, but I also want to use this as an opportunity to talk about communication and to pull it into our own lives so that there can be lessons to be learned from from these. When we look at our own particular life and we see that we've got upsets, not on this major grand scale, not ever to compare this, but we look at upsets, we're going to find that 99% of our upsets are through communication and lack of communication or undelivered communication or expectations in the communication. So one of the things we always want to clean up is our communication with other people our communication to ourselves. And we want to look at moving our ego out of the way. You know, sometimes the urge to be right is so strong for many people that they'll give up doing what is best for the collective whole or even what's best for humanity, what's best for others, because their ego energies are just so strong and so powerful that it's all about them. And those to me are young souls, not that I am in a position to judge what a soul is, whether a soul is an old soul or a new soul, or, but these feel like very young souls who live in fear, who live in coveting things for themselves, who live in ego energies. This is not the, these are not indications of an older developed soul. So, and of course the souls can develop during the lifetime as we continue to learn and become conscious. So we had a very big communication breakdown during, during prior to 9-11 from really almost two years before, I believe it was where they were gathering, the FBI and the CIA were gathering intelligence and not communicating with one another. And then we also know 
that um, a lot of miscommunication happened in terms of how politicians handled um, the, 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 the quote unquote terrorist groups. No one, a lot of politicians, a lot of people, um, I don't want to say people, people, but let's call them humans who were in charge of government agencies. How's that? So we're looking at people involved on the higher levels of government who had something to say about where we were going to war, where we were putting our military energy, uh, what we were doing in terms of looking at groups that had expressed anti-American sentiment. And what we've seen is that nobody really took any of this too seriously and just shoved everybody into Afghanistan because Afghanistan was far away. And if we put all of these people into Af- these people, the ones that could be a problem for us, we put them all into Afghanistan, not understanding the culture, not understanding anything at all about their ideology and how this could possibly grow and affect uh, the rest of the shape of history. We'll put them all over there and hope that they stay secluded and far away. And then what ended up happening is because of their location, staying secluded and far away, they were able to really pick up momentum. And as we see, we are living with a, we are now living in the nightmare that, and not we particularly, we, yes, but the people that are living in Afghanistan, fleeing from Afghanistan, neighboring countries, refugees, are now paying the price of political errors that were made over 20 years ago. And so there's just, um, again, there's just a, let's call it a big mess that has happened collectively through the years prior to, prior to the World Trade Center bombings. And again, the wars, the wars that have been going on and now, again, leaving Afghanistan and leaving Afghanistan in the condition that we have left it. So on 9-11, I'm going to suggest that anybody who feels like it just really sends a very big collective energy prayer out to the universe so that the old souls, the ones that have passed on and gave up their lives or were in the quote unquote, wrong place at the wrong time. And those people who have died in the 20 years through these crises in fighting and all of the horrific problems that ensued from the refugees and just humanity as a whole, that we pray for everyone and that we lift up the conscious awareness so that we can come to a better place and not go into this web of 3D dimensional horror continue to go into this web. We need to lift other souls from this web and really start to make a difference. And we can do that through collective consciousness and our energy. So um, I, I really feel as if I've just been doing a lot of talking today, and I have. And I do know that I just want to recognize that there are people who have entered the the live stream. And I'd like to say goodbye. I'd like to recognize you all for being here today and participating. And um, if anybody has any comments or questions or things they'd like to ask or put in, we still have a few moments and I would just welcome and love to hear from you. So I'll give you a chance to 
type in anything or call in. All right, so I have a few announcements for today. Um, announcement number one is please do, if you can, participate in any sort of collective energy that prays for 9-11 on this coming Saturday so that you use your awareness and you use your energy in such a way to create something better for the planet. That is my request of you and anybody else listening to this podcast now and in the future. And so that we then take this energy and create something better, a better way of life with understanding and healing energies and um, peace, peace. Take us to another, a higher level of conscious awareness. And the other thing that this is now something very different, but in two weeks from now, on September 29th, I have a guest. It is a mystery. She's a mystery writer. She writes, um, her mysteries are true stories, though. So she's a nonfiction mystery writer, um, Carrie Ann Flanagan. She is from Long Island, New York, and she's written multiple books about the history of Long Island and ghosts on Long Island and haunted places. And it's going to be a very fascinating call. So I'm going to be talking to author and um, historian Carrie Ann Flanagan on the 29th. So if you um, have any questions, email me, text me, let me know. And um, we will be talking about, about some of the true history of mysteries that have happened here on Long Island. And um, yeah, I just looking forward to having her on, on the, on the show. And on this somber note for today, I'm going to end our podcast and our time together. And I wish you all a very wonderful, beautifully created week. And just know that the energies are going to change and be so beautiful in the next two weeks as the sun enters Libra and things are going to start to shift and change. So thank you all. Thank you for your thanks. And thank you all for being here today. And I send you much love, many blessings, and look forward to being with you again next week. Take care, everybody. Much love. Thanks. Bye.